Need a last-minute gift idea? This Christmas, give the gift of Christmas. Yes, Christmas Past, the fascinating stories behind our favorite holidays traditions, is just the book for all the Christmas lovers in your life. Available in hardcover, ebook, and audiobook, and you'll find it at all your favorite booksellers. Give them a Merry Christmas, and tell them Brian Earl sent you. Christmas cookies can be fun to make, good to eat, and nice to share. But sometimes they can also be hard to pronounce. And sometimes they get their own day on the calendar. National Gingerbread Cookie Day falls on November 21st, but gingerbread isn't difficult to pronounce. Further down the calendar on December 4th is the more generic and equally easy to pronounce National Cookie Day. To find that combination of difficult to pronounce and national celebration, we need to go even further down the calendar and closer to the big day. Because here in America, December 23rd is not just good old Christmas Eve Eve, it's also a day dedicated to appreciating the little cookie packed with Christmas spices, and at least nowadays, often dusted with sugar. The Pfeffernusse. This 18th century creation didn't start out as a Christmas cookie. The story of the Christmas cookie with the funny name is filled with stimulants, aphrodisiacs, Russian high society, and a top-secret recipe that literally only a few people on Earth have ever known. I'm Brian Earl. This is Christmas Past. Pfeffernusse, as you might have guessed, is not an English word. So what would we call them in English? Most people call them pepper nuts. That's Glenn Warren. He's a professional baker and the host of Seasons Eatings, a podcast all about the histories behind Christmas foods. And most people call them peppernuts because that's the literal translation. But the funny thing is that Pfeffernusse contain neither nuts nor, in many cases, even pepper. The nut part is easy enough to understand. They kind of look like little nuts when they're baked. Some are as small as, say, a hazelnut. But it's more common these days to see them about double that size, roughly the size of a walnut. Now, the pepper part takes a little extra explaining. In the same way that plum pudding and sugar plums don't actually contain plums, pepper nuts don't necessarily include pepper. Plum was once an all-purpose term, meaning anything sweet and desirable. And similarly, pepper was once an all-purpose term, meaning simply spiced. However, as time went on, some people took the term literally and started adding actual pepper to various peppernut recipes. But let's go back to the middle of the 18th century to talk about the original recipe, what we know of it anyway, and its creator. In 1753, a confectioner in Offenbach, Germany, named Johann Fleischmann, created the first peppernuts. He would bake by himself as a baker, as one did back in the day, and um, he wouldn't tell anybody how he made them. And Fleischmann had good reason to keep the recipe all to himself, because this new cookie of his became so popular, and even coveted, that it was most certainly in his interest to keep the recipe a secret. It was thought to have been eaten at the Russian courts, there's literature saying Russian courts Felix Mendelssohn Bartholdi made a detour at Offenbach because he would always stop there to buy pepper nuts before he went to the Dusseldorf Music Festival. The famous writer Johann Wolfgang von Goethe was also especially fond of them. He would constantly have them shipped more than 170 miles to his home in Weimar and would speak of them in letters to friends using flowery and poetic language. So what exactly was all the fuss about? Well, for a little cookie, they're positively bursting with flavor and texture. Crisp on the outside, soft on the inside, a distinctive combination of spices like cardamom, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. It's in the same ballpark as gingerbread, but you wouldn't confuse it with gingerbread. 
And speaking of gingerbread, the Brothers Grimm, widely thought to have popularized the gingerbread house with their published version of Hansel and Gretel, are part of the Pfeffernusse story too, in a way. In the 1820s, cardamom was thought to be a stimulant, and nutmeg was thought, by some people anyway, to be an aphrodisiac. Apparently, the Brothers Grimm were two of the people who thought that, and they reportedly felt motivated to warn the sister Grimm, their sister Charlotte, to watch out about overindulging in Pfeffernusse. It was a different time back in the 1850s. But how long could something like this actually remain a secret? You'd have to assume that any experienced baker could probably figure out the recipe. And yes, there have been many variations over the centuries. But the precise ratios of ingredients and the specific techniques have been closely guarded from the beginning and passed on only to hand-picked successors. It was kept a secret for centuries and passed on through generation after generation. Back in 1998, the original owner of the, the pastry shop retired. He was 85 years old and he bequeathed his family recipe passed down for centuries to his pastry apprentice, who was already 65 at the time. He had promised on his deathbed to keep the secret still guarded. Only like one person or one family knows the original recipe. Bakers who have kept the secret have been reported to have locked themselves in the bakery when preparing the dough. In the same way that gingerbread began its existence as a more general special occasion treat, and later became more closely, or more or less exclusively, connected with Christmas, the same is true for Pfeffernusse. Because they were popular on special occasions, they naturally found their way into, not Christmas, not first anyway, but the Feast of Sinterklaas, celebrated on December 5th in the Netherlands and December 6th in Germany and Belgium. Their small size made them perfect for putting in the shoes that children would leave out to collect gifts. The Mennonites brought the Pfeffernusse tradition to America from Germany probably sometime around 1800. They're popular with the Amish and the Mennonite communities in the U.S. when they've emigrated from Germany. In Germany, obviously, it's in the Offenbach region, which is in the state of Hesse in Germany. Basically, anywhere there's sort of a, a little Bavaria or a little German enclave in your city, you probably find a bakery that will bake Pfeffernusse for the holidays. While Pfeffernusse are still catching up in America to the popularity of gingerbread men, Linzer cookies, Liebkuchen, and many others, they're worth a try. And maybe National Pfeffernusse Day will help more people do just that. Christmas is certainly a season for making memories and reliving old ones with the ones we love. And if you're lucky, the good memories far outnumber the not-so-good. But let's face it, they can all be gems. Memories of baking disasters, dashed travel plans, recent breakups. They're part of life, and that means they're part of Christmas too. But in their own way, they can become just as treasured as those memories filled with the warm glow of Christmas. Provided that you keep the right attitude about it just like B in England. It was 2006 and my now husband and I had just got together. We decided to go to New York for a magical fairy tale Christmas, just from the 21st of December through to the 26th. We started our trip with a, a train ride to Nassau Coliseum to watch the New York, New York Islanders play. On the train journey back, my, my husband suddenly felt incredibly ill. He proceeded to vomit for the next three days, which meant that Christmas was a total write-off. I remember walking the streets of New York and Alphabet City in particular 
in the early hours of Christmas Day, just trying to find somewhere that was open to buy a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. My husband recovered by the evening of the 25th, and then 26th, we were due to go home. We'd just stopped off at Dylan's candy bar, which I'd always wanted to try, when all of a sudden, I felt kind of unwell myself. I then proceeded to get incredibly ill, missed my flight home, passed out on the floor of JFK um, airport toilets and was refused entry to the plane. I had to take a plane another 36 hours later. I will never ever remember that trip. And the worst thing was the B&B that we were staying in had a shared bathroom. It certainly wasn't our favorite Christmas ever, but years on, we still laugh about it. And to be honest, I wouldn't change it for a thing. Now I'm thinking about what disastrous Christmas memories I have. I do remember coming home from a family outing as a child one night to find that our Christmas tree had toppled over. And one time as an adult, our Labrador retriever had chewed a bunch of ornaments right off the tree, including some that I had had my entire life. Well, since we're on the topic of unpleasant things, I'll tell you something you probably already knew. As this episode is arriving on Christmas Eve Eve, it is the last of this year's episodes where I tell you the story behind a Christmas tradition. But fear not, we're not done yet. Join me again on Christmas Day for our seventh annual look back at all the news, trends, and happenings that made Christmas what it was this year. I hope you've been having a wonderful Christmas season up till now, and that the best is still to come. I'll see you again very soon, and until then, let me wish you a happy National Pfeffernusser Day and remind you that Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California, by yours truly, Brian Earle. You can reach out to me anytime. My email address is christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join our private Christmas Past Facebook group if you haven't yet. And if you're really feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people discover the show? It's as easy as telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do leave a review, I'll send you a Christmas past sticker and a handwritten Christmas card is my way of saying thanks any time of year. And you can reach out for more details about that. I'll see you again very soon. And until then, may your days be merry and bright. <laughs>